welcome to the new season of Talking Leaders. I'm Paul Gisby. For this first episode of the season, I'm talking with John Sands of Click, the data analysis software company. John is a videographer and podcaster, and he has one of the coolest job titles I have heard in a long time. Click Spotlight Evangelist. Just before Christmas, we met to talk about podcasting for internal communications, and in particular, the podcast John produces for Click, which goes out to 2,500 employees spread across 100 countries. We started our conversation with a bit of background about John and how he got to be a podcaster. It's been a funny journey. If I went back through all of my, my jobs, like I was in the Royal Navy, I was a fax machine engineer, I was a photocopier engineer, and I got into IT probably about now, oh, 17 years ago when I got into IT and, um, and in education. So my, all of my, almost all my roles have been in education um, around, you know, teaching both classroom, blended learning, all of those things. And then I, then I joined Click now nearly, nearly 13 years ago and actually joined as a, as a pre-sales engineer. I went from pre-sales to product marketing. And when I got into product marketing, I was working in the, on the PR side. So I was presenting at conferences and, and giving the message out around um, our products, the, the way forward. And that's where the evangelism side sort of started off. So right, right. I've never been afraid to talk to people. That's one thing I, I, found, um, I found quite easy. And then I had one of those moments uh, where you wake up and think, wow, that'd be a great idea. Now, now, this was brought about by the fact that our company, for whatever reason, we used to get together, the whole of the company, when we were a bit smaller, and we'd get together somewhere, no matter what function, no matter what um, geography you were in, we'd all get together and do some education around products. We'd get to know what, okay. the, what the way forward is, and that got, that got stopped. Right, um, right. As with yeah. a lot, lot of organisations still, because Click's global, isn't it? It's in it lots it of is. It's about two thousand five hundred people um, in about hundred countries. I think it is. Right. About I, I don't know exact figures, but fifty to one hundred thousand customers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we'd get together, and um, and that got stopped. And, and all I found was missing was that ability to be able to meet someone who may have been in a different function, a different geography, mm. sit down, have a beer, have a conversation with them. Uh, and chat. Yes, of course, we've got a lot of the, the, the ways of conversing over Skype or something like that, but we wouldn't, in that case, get to know the person. So I thought, what would, be, would it be great if we started doing interviews where I would interview the person around their role and what they do, um, but also um, around who they are? Mm. Very mm. simple questions, just sort of, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. how do you relax? Well, how do you, um, you know, can you cook? What kind of films do you watch? That kind of thing. Mm. So people would not only get to know the person and the role, but also who, who they are. Yeah, yeah. And this was done um, over, um, over, um, over, over a WebEx. We do have a WebEx, but we record everything locally. So, so that's, that's, that's my role and what's brought me to where I, where I am now. And I've told you a little bit about what Click are. So large software company, uh, globally located, um, and they, they have software that allows you to democratize data, so to right. give people access. As you know, um, with your previous role at AstraZeneca and, and almost every single company, we're swamped by data, but yeah. there's not a lot of information out there, and, and we, we allow you to sort of make some sense out of that data. So right, it's not right, more than that, right, but I'm not right, going to spend right. half Even hour, Even make sense of, of, uh, of, of podcast data. You showed oh, me, showed me yes. that and the, the stats you can get, so mm. widely widely applicable. 
let's stay a little bit on on the purpose then of of, of what you do, the, the the podcasting and the communications that you do, because uh, you, you sort of covered it there. But hmm. if you had a senior manager come up, you know, they they want sort of punchy one liner. So what's your punchy one liner of what's, what's the purpose of all this stuff that you do then, John? It's um, finding the person behind the PowerPoint, right? Because too often when executives and anyone gets on and when you see them, you see them behind a PowerPoint deck. You don't get to know the person. Yeah. Yeah. You see a PowerPoint, you see yeah. a corporate presentation, yeah. and that's all you see. So it's really humanization of the people that you work with. Yeah, I love that phrase that, that you talked about, people hiding behind the shield of the, uh, well, of yes, the, uh, of yeah. the PowerPoint. Yeah. So how would you describe then uh, the, the sort of tone, style, quality of, of, of your podcasts? Well, I, I want them to be a conversation. Mm. I want them to be, it's, I try to get people to forget. And that's one of the biggest challenges for me because I do video interviews and a byproduct of my video interviews is actually a podcast. Mm. So when I'm sitting someone in front of a camera, it, if you're not used to it, it then be, it can be sort of rabbit in the headlights. Mm. So my way of interviewing is to, to calm people down and to, and to get them into a conversation. They all know what they're talking about. Yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. It just yeah, yeah. flies away when they get in front of a yeah. camera. So, yeah. so yeah. I want it to be a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Now, when you said that, you said something very interesting there about you calm them down. So, and that's really important. I certainly relate to that. You, you have to get your interviewee into the right yeah. Yeah. space. And sometimes you've got people who are really really savvy at the, the whole thing, possibly mm. a, too, a bit too... And that can be a problem a as well. A bit too slick, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But the, the, your average Joe, you know, people like me and you who aren't used to having cameras and, and microphones shoved in our face, it can be a little bit daunting. So what do you do to, to, to get them into a good place? It's, um, it's eye contact. Right. It's affirmation. So it's not sitting there and saying, okay, Paul, what do you do for a job? He's staring at me now, and it's a bit scary. <laughs> what do you do for a job? And then sitting back and waiting for an answer, and, and then saying, and how do you do this? And then sitting back and waiting for an answer. It's yeah, not, yeah. A, it's not a, an interrogation. No. It's a conversation. So in a conversation, if you're talking to me in a conversation, I won't just do that, you know, rat, rat, tat, 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 question, question, question. No. What I'll do is I'll go, mm, oh, yeah, yeah. And I may even, and we all want a conversation down the pub, in the cafe, I may even actually go off on a tangent and start yep. saying, yep. oh, that's interesting. What about this? What about that? And then people start, because they know their subject, they start saying, ah, oh, there's that, there's this, and oh, yeah, no, yeah, this is yeah, great, and I really yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by that point, you've got them. Yeah. By that point, they are not looking at the camera, they're not looking at the audio, they're looking at you, and they're having a conversation. So do you do any any prep before you even meet them? Oh, always, always. Right. And the reason I'll be talking to them will be because there is something going on within the company that is highlighting it or something that I've seen. Right. So um, there's prep as far as the location, because these are remote a lot of the time. You know, mm. very rarely am I lucky to be face-to-face -face like we are now. Yeah. It, can, it can be wrote. So, so there's yeah. location. And I'll prep them with the questions. Yeah. And what I'll do is I'll say, if you're not happy or you're not comfortable with any of these, let me know. They very rarely come back and say, well, I'd like to get rid of this and that. They yeah, very yeah, rarely yeah, yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're making them comfortable because you're saying, look, you're in control. Yeah. You actually can tell me if you're not happy with any of this. Right, right. So that's right. the prep beforehand. I'll always ring them up, have a chat with them, let them know the format, let them know what we're doing. Also, what is also very important, especially in a corporate environment, is to say, if you're not happy with the results of this, we won't put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you're not happy with this and you want to redo it, you want to do that, that's your call. So you always let them look at and listen to 
what you've done before. I'll say ninety percent of the time. Yes. Right, right. Sometimes time restrictions don't allow me to do that. But no. the majority of the time, I'll say, yeah, "Here's yeah, your interview. Yeah. Um, let's uh, tell me what you think, and if you want to redo, we'll redo." Right. Right. Okay. So you talked about you do the video and then mm. you do the podcast. So do you regard them then as as, as you know you chiefly a videographer and a video interviewer who who just says, then chops out the audio, or do you regard yourself as a podcaster? Where, where do you... I, I would say I'm I'm, I'm a videographer, right. Primarily, mm-hmm. and the podcast came about because of trying to find another way for people to communicate. And I think we were speaking about a podcast about someone who was putting out just podcasts. And, and no, no alternative to that. And mm. People, people learn like this comes from my education background. Some people learn visually. Some people learn would prefer a podcast instead of doing the car. Mm. But if you give them the option of both, and when they go onto my conference site where I put all of my internal stuff, mm. they have the option there to either download the video or download the audio. Mm. So they've got they've got both options in right. there. I do right. have some right. that are just right. podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, but I would say mostly it's video content, the interview content that was then turned into a podcast. Yeah. Thing is, though, when I looked at and listened to yours, particularly when I listened to the podcast, there was one that actually, when I first started looking at your stuff, um, and just by fluke, I ended up listening to a podcast. It was with the Lebanese lady, I can't remember. Oh, yes, that's the Medair one. Yeah, one of my favorite ones. Ah, right. Well, so I listened to that and I thought, oh, that's a really, really good. uh, really good podcast, the mm. audio one. And then I thought, okay, well, I'll have a look at the video stuff as well. And as it happened, I landed on that one. And it was the same person and it was the same interview. Yeah. Um, and what struck me was, yeah, it was, it was, it was nice to see her and, and you know, see her, she was moving around in the video and so forth. But it worked completely as a podcast. Yeah. And the audio worked. And um, I don't think that's, that's an, an obvious skill. I don't think that will always work. You know, if you, mm. it, it's interesting, a lot of the TV people now are starting to repurpose a lot of their input. So you will hear an interview with somebody and then you'll see it later on the news. And they've obviously, yeah, rather yeah. than sending two reporters out, they've lifted the, the audio. But quite often, it, the audio on its own doesn't work. No, no. And that really, I suppose, it depends on the environment that it's done. Because mine is always, well, I say always, most of the time, it's a, face, it's a conversation over, over a WebEx. Mm. And being that way, there isn't much in the way of, um, it, it's not like 70% visual, 25% audio. It's a very good mix of it. So mm. it comes across as a podcast as well as it does, I think, mm. as, as the uh, visual mm. as well. Because we're not sitting outside somewhere where the majority of it is seeing the environment and seeing what's going on and yeah, pointing yeah, yeah. out yeah. you know visual stuff it's really still that conversation and i think that's why yeah i wouldn't say it always works you know that that's not the case right. but there will always be something someone can get from it so, yeah even so i still think this is one of the things i think you do well is is you've got to have an ear for what it is sounding like uh, yeah, because yeah, because yeah. in a conversation, you know, I mean, you, people communicate in lots of different ways, particularly when mm. they're, they're face-to-face, body language and so forth. And, and a lot of people, some more than others, will communicate via facial expressions. So I yeah, might yeah, say, oh, yeah. you know, what, 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 did you, what do you think of the meal last night? And you might just wrinkle your nose. Yes. <laughs> well, funnily enough, nose wrinkling doesn't come across no, very well no, on audio only. <laughs> so you must be listening then as they're talking with your audio ear as well as your oh, video always. eye. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's the, the listening and the feedback. And I'll, I will also, if I think that someone's nodding their head or, or doing something I think won't come across, I'll, 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 I'll 
then provoke them into giving the order. It's like on the on the police tapes, isn't it? You know, the, the prisoner is now nodding their head, that kind of stuff. <laughs> I never heard you say that, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, I've, I've never, I've never said that, but I would prompt it in a less obvious way. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because I'm aware that the audio, audio content, you know, needs to be there as well. Right, it, right. It, it is, yeah. It, it has to be there. And what's your pu- your frequency of publication of? of uh... Well, that's quite a funny one because it really depends on what's going on within the company at the moment. Mm. So if we've got a big push, like at the, there is the, our sales kickoff in in Las Vegas coming up, mm. um, and I will I'll be going out there and interviewing interviewing there, and um, and so there'll be a big push on stuff after that. As long as it goes through the legal channel, bearing in mind all the podcast stuff has to be checked by legal because my podcast channel is um, available to anyone. Right. So, so we'll po- come on to that yeah, in a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, so there'll be pulses of it. Mm. Um, what I am aware with, um, with podcasts and the stats I get from, from Podbean, which I use, is that, it, that the, you, you need, do need to get out a steady stream mm. to make people come back and mm. to download. Mm. So I'm aware of that and I'm looking at that and seeing how I can I can get that. And maybe maybe even to the case of just holding fire on stuff and then gradually releasing it. That's always the tyranny, yeah. isn't it? You set mm. yourself up, you say, I'm going to do it once a week, and then, then, then it, yeah. it becomes a monster that's, that's that you, that glowering you to, at yes. you every Monday saying, <laughs> where are you? And you do not want that because you'll mm-hmm. then end up putting out content for the sake of putting out content. Yeah, yeah, um, and, yeah. and that doesn't work. No, that's true. I'll tell you one thing actually on that, though, that I, I think is quite a neat trick is um, you see a lot, a lot of people do now is to, is to actually publish in seasons. Oh, I'm not seeing that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So instead of just saying, "Okay, it's open ended," and now we're on episode 493, <laughs> yeah. you say, "Okay, season two is going to be eight or ten. Yeah. And then you batch them and you put them out because people seem to accept the gap between seasons much more than they accept the gap between oh, individual episodes. And yeah. because you've got them all batched, you can put your season out. You can, yeah. You can do a Netflix and dump the whole lot. Dump like a box set. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or you can you can you know run mm. them out. Um, um, oh, that's interesting. That's something I'm not thought of. So yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's and then you know the other thing you can do with that, which is quite neat. And this is what um, you know Debbie Aurelius, who we were talking about earlier yes. of, yeah. of uh, be a bigger fish, um, is theme your season. So mm. Debbie's current uh, season is themed on internal comms. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's quite neat. It's quite a neat. I suppose she has the luxury of being able to do that. That is one thing, I suppose, with in, internal comms for me. It is internal comms. Yeah. So I'm communicating to my company about things that are happening at that time. So you're driven by a, another timetable. Absolutely. Yeah. So mm. there may be, like at the moment, we're, we're, we're driven by software as a service because we're going over to cloud base and we've, we've got that push. So I then need to focus around the people that are involved in that and the yeah. executive team getting the company message out there yeah, and yeah. so on. And I won't always have visibility of when that's going to happen yeah, yeah, um, yeah. until a little while before. Yeah. I, I have to say, though, when, you, when I hear you say that, part of me is slightly jealous because it means that you don't have to worry about, well, what should we talk about? Because it's Oh, I know what we're going to talk about. You've got yeah, the content. Yeah. When, you know, when, you, when, you're, when you're driving your own podcast, it is a bit more of a, okay, well, you know, we're yeah, going to yeah. take it this week. You, it's, it's like I, I say to people when they... They asked me what it's like working for yourself uh, as opposed to working for a company. And I said, this might sound a bit obvious, but actually it really strikes you. Um, when you are employed and you mm. go in the morning, the one thing you don't think about is, is there, is there going to be work? Yes. Because there always is. Yeah. It's usually too much. There's always something to do. When you're on your yeah. own, there is mm. that thing where you walk in and you think, okay, Where's the work? So yeah. you have got that advantage, but then it, I suppose I it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword. Yes, it is, because there'll be times when you're sitting there thinking, well, what else is happening? Yeah. I don't very often get that, because there's always an event coming up. There's always something that I go, I go along to, and I, I have 
the luxury of being able to go out and do that and go on site and do it. So that, yeah, I, I love that part of my job is I, and I'm meeting people. I'm meeting so many interesting people that have so much to say. It's, it's a joy. It's a joy. Right. Well, mm-hmm. and that's the curiosity thing. Personally, I think that's an essential uh, quality of any, of any interviews. You mm. have to be, be, be curious. So mm. just going back to the prep thing then, um, do you research around the people you're interviewing so you know a bit more about them? I do, them? yes. Mm. I research into their role. A lot of time they're new to the company and a lot of time they do my research for me. So when I do a list of questions and the, the questions are just bullet points. Yeah. And a lot of people will spend a lot of time trying to suss out the questions. For me, that isn't the skill. The skill is what goes on after the question mm. and how you take that question forward. Yeah. So a, a, a banal question such as, tell me about your career journey at Click. Mm. Yeah, so, so, so simple, so nothing. But that is the lead-in to them telling me all about them, mm. all about what mm. they do. I'll do some mm. research. Mm. The research I will do is, for example, if I go onto LinkedIn and they worked at a particular company, if they don't mention it, or they do mention it, I'll start thinking, well, okay, they were there. What else can I ask them about that? Because mm. they may be saying, I would want to know yeah, 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 about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And that can also come about during the interview. And yeah. that's the beauty of it, is being able to weave around the conversation and, and make it a, a, and act you know, as a conversation. Well it, well, it absolutely is, yeah. Mm. Have you always been able to do that right from the beginning then, you think? Um, I've never ta- been taught it. No. But do you think you got better as it usually went along? Or? I, yeah, I suppose I have. I, and it's all about confidence in what you're talking about. It's yeah, yeah. all about the confidence when you're in front of people. Same as when I was doing my... Uh, I, I'd go along to audiences of five, six, seven hundred people and stand on a stage yeah. and talk about something. Yeah, yeah. Now, I remember when I first started doing that, or it's a subject I'm not confident about, you'll be looking at the PowerPoint, you'll be doing that, and you'll mm-hmm. be just be talking. Mm-hmm. As you become more confident with yourself yeah. and confident with your subject, yeah, yeah. that's when it flows and that's when it's allowed to go. I mean, I'm, I'm, sort of, I'm sort of thinking back to my, my own days. I mean, certainly I, it's one of the things I noticed was my ability to listen improved and it became very important. Um, and that's one of the things I actually love about doing an interview is being in the conversation. It's getting that balance where I'm in the conversation and I'm genuinely talking yeah, in yeah, a conversational yeah. style mm. with the person. But at the same time, my, my producer... Uh, ear is listening in mm. as uh, and listening for as Ira Glass puts it good tape yes you know and the really the really good bit but it but I didn't find that came as a as a, a natural skill straight from the beginning and in fact to begin with um it caught me out a couple of times because mm. you know when you're in producer mode you're listening for the good tape but you're also looking at the machine is the recording going yeah. and when you're on your own doing all that kind of stuff and I must admit, there were occasions where I did get distracted and I had my questions. Mm. I was going, going through and uh, I was interviewing one guy and it was about a big change and they were, they were relocating a, a lot of jobs to a different, a different country. Mm. And um, the questions that we'd agreed up, up front were, okay, and so, you know, why have you decided to uh, outsource this particular thing? And then the second thing was, and why have you chosen Poland? They were going to Poland as as the country. And we'd rehearsed it a little bit and so forth. Hmm. When the guy came to actually answer the question, he said, well, you know, these are the things we wanted to to look for and improve. And and that was one of the reasons that Poland was so important. And that's where, you know, blah, 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 we chose it. And I'm nodding. Yeah, right. And and then, and I wasn't listening. (laughs) So my next question was, so why did you choose to go to Poland? <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, I just answered that. Just, and it's mm. just, okay, 
big learning That's lesson there. a very good point because if I go back to my days in education, I remember when I first got into that and I would be in, um, or, or I would be being educated. So you'd have a trainer, you'd have a trainer who really knew their subject, mm. but would just talk at you. Yeah. And just talk at you. And you say so you're sat there. And I'm sure we, every, probably people who are listening to this will have been on a course like that. The one mistake they made was taking someone who knows a subject and thinking you'll be a good trainer. Yeah. Absolutely not. And, and I decided from that point that I would learn to be a trainer. And there's a lot of work in that. And what that is, that listening you were talking about mm. and questioning. Yeah, because by questioning, you're gaining, you're gaining under, knowledge of their understanding of it. And by questioning, you're, you're getting into that conversation as well. And a bad interviewer doesn't listen no. because no. you talk about good tape. Yeah. yeah. And, and that keeping your ear open and saying, oh, wow. Yeah, that, oh, yes, great. And then going off on a tangent around that. Is yeah. what, and if you're not listening or you're not yeah, yeah, empathizing, yeah, you're not it's not, it's not going to work. Absolutely not, mm. yeah. So thinking about what you do with, with the videos and also the, the, the podcast, the audio podcast, and what is it that you think are the qualities of those forms of communication that, that, that they deliver that other forms of communication wouldn't deliver? Like you said about PowerPoint and other things. So what is it that, that is the special, if you like, in your videos and your podcast? It's the human, it's the human aspect. A PowerPoint and someone delivering a PowerPoint, you don't get the human aspect of it. And we like to see that. Mm. And I take an interest in neuroscience and the way the brain works mm. and the way that we, you know, digest and what type, you know, whether it's the, um, the occipital lobe or whether it's the parietal lobe or whatever, what part of it that does stuff. This is what makes us human. And you don't get that from a Word document. You no. don't get no. that from right. a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, yeah. Or someone delivering a PowerPoint presentation as an automaton, as a robot. Yeah, you yeah. just don't get it. And for me, that's... What fast is that human aspect? Right, and right. again, you don't get that when people are nervous or too nervous. You, yeah, yeah. You, you need that re relaxation. So yeah. it's the human side of it. And the way people you know, digest, digest stuff will be around audio and visual, combination of both. It's really how we as people digest that information. Or yeah, humans yeah. digest yeah, yeah, that yeah, information. Yeah. Be interesting to, to look at an MRI scan of yes, wouldn't it? a podcast listener. What, I'm sure that's happened. Probably. I'm sure that's happened. Yeah. They, will, they will have done that. Yeah. And we're all, we're all different. So again, that conversation earlier about delivering something purely as a podcast, you're missing out on a whole audience on that because not everyone likes to watch podcasts. Mm. Not everyone it finds that the best way for them to do stuff. Mm. They also maybe want to sit down during their lunchtime and watch someone talking because mm. that's the way they relate. So yeah. you need that. What you called it in education was a blended approach. Yeah, blended learning, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much promotion do you do then of, of the, uh, the communications within Click in advance of them coming out or when they've come out? Well, there's several ways we do it. We have uh, an internal website called Click Central where we will put a banner on there. Mm. Um, there also, I've got two sites on Confluence. I've got the place, they're actually blogs that I use on Confluence. So I'll create a blog and I've got a blog site and then I've got a spotlight site where they can go to. Mm. Also, I do a thing um, every week, which has proven to be extremely popular. And this is a video internal update on what's gone on within Click. So I live in South Sea, down on the south coast of England, and I'll go out with my camera and my tripod and I'll do a little five minute thing on what's gone on at click all oh, right and at the end of that i'll say and we've done spotlights on um right, on this person on that person go and have a watch go and have a listen right right right, right. we'll do emails out to um to uh, to, to everyone because it is very much 
everyone. I don't I don't see it for the exec team for middle management for R and D. It's for everyone. Yep. And we'll do we'll do emails as well to get right, to right, get those right, out. Right, so right, right. That's that's primarily how how we yeah. do it. You mentioned Confluence. What's that? Confluence is, is an internal um, website. So Basically, like an internet a, Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So it's just a way of building an internal website, and it's purely internal. So anything, everything goes on there. Uh, some of the stuff that goes through legal, I have a YouTube page as well, Spotlight, um, Click Spotlight YouTube channel, yeah. and um, the podcast channel on, on Podbean as yeah. well. So Now, that's an interesting thing because most of the stuff that you do is available to the public, it's it's, it's well, in I'm the public domain, most. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, you've seen obviously you've right. only seen oh, well, I've it, a lot. Yeah. Then I've seen yeah. a lot. Yeah, there's, okay. there's a lot of it out there, but it has. For example, we do stuff where we're talking. If we talk about financials or roadmap or anything, you know, product that's going to come out in the future, right, right. then none of that can go out. The only no. stuff that can go out onto the YouTube and the podcast channel is stuff that has gone through legal that isn't forward-looking, um, that, that that is available for everyone. Like I, I don't only interview people in Click. I interview customers. Right. I interview partners, technical partners as well. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of that time, I'll go through a process where I'll say, "Look, here's the interview." Have a look at it. Are you happy with that? If you're happy with that, I'll put it through legal. If legal are happy, then we'll put it out onto the podcast channel and, and YouTube as well. So that, was that a deliberate decision then to say, oh, well, we want to do this? Or, or did it just happen that that was the most convenient way of doing it? Well, the podcast side was a bit of a, um, they call it um, serendipity, a bit of a happy accident because mm. the, the provider charged a lot for integrating it with Active Directory. Mm. And at that time, um, that wasn't within the budget to do that. Yeah. So it had to go out and be publicly available yeah yeah in hindsight i think that actually that was a good thing because i think in in the industry in the it industry in in the, the industry used to be in, in pharmaceuticals um we're very insular we're very much hmm. saying oh no hide this stuff absolutely we can't let anyone yeah. see it yeah but i i think as long as it's not going to get you any legal trouble put it out there let other people listen to it I you know agree and, more. and their downloads go anything from 50 to to 500 downloads on on stuff which is pretty click focused so yeah, yeah. you know i'm quite pleased with that so how long have you been doing this? How long is it? Click. Uh... I'd, I'd say about two years now. Right. Since right. I. Um, so yeah, at the time when I when I got the idea, I was working in product marketing, and there wasn't really a place there for this project. So mm. I got speaking to Lisa Carraway, who's my who's my boss in internal communications, and she said, "Yes, I think this is a good idea." And yeah, that's 2017. So nearly nearly three years now it started. Yeah, and it's Excellent. my full time role. You know, and like. and what kind of feedback do you get from from listeners and, uh, yeah, and from management? It's my one problem. I think my one issue is feedback. I struggle to get that most of the time. The feedback I get, for example, when I go to sales kickoff um, at the end of January, I will get so much feedback from people. Yeah, coming up to me, right, saying, "Wow, these are brilliant! Oh, yeah. thank you so much! Don't stop! This is fantastic!" You know, I learned how to how to about the company through through what you do, and right, just right, keep right. it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actual feedback on the on the you know people writing something down, people mm. I do get emails. Mm. I do get emails from saying, "Thanks, John. I got someone from a um, a new joiner, and she said you helped me get to know the people that I'm going to be work with mm. because she could download and listen to the interview. Yeah, so I do excellent. get it, yeah, yeah. but they're gems. <laughs> I would love to get more. And if anyone's listening to this podcast and give me an idea that isn't just sending out a questionnaire, um, that would be brilliant. So you don't get suggestions of. of- topics that you could cover I, I do get tell. emails every now and again on people that they would like to be see interviewed uh-huh. so oh, that's good um they'll say well you know my boss or i work with these people and and, and so I, I do get that a lot of the time the people that i interview is 
comes from what's going to be happening in the yeah, future, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. happening with yeah. the product, right, what's right, happening right, with right. Uh, customers, all, all that kind of stuff. And I'm actually going, because it was purely internal, but now I'm trying to get more into speaking to customers and speaking to external people as well. Yeah. Uh, and that's happening more and more now, which is brilliant because it makes it more rounded. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and and what about management? Any feedback from from oh yeah, leaders yeah. I mean, the CEO of of Click is always coming up to me and saying, "This is brilliant." You know, this, this uh, I love what you're doing, and he's always up for for being interviewed. Most most of the team, not all, will will come along and say to me, "Yes, John." Yeah, we, you know, they're happy because once they've got used to my style, they then say, "Okay, that's fine. I'm happy to do this no, now because right. I know I know yeah. I'm going to be able to sit down and yeah. it'll be fine." So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we touched a little bit there on, on measurement in terms of feedback. What other measurement do you do to make sure that you're, you're doing what you hope to do? I do. Well, there's two two kinds of measurement. I mean, our company is all about data and, and stats. Mm. So I use their company's tool called ClickSense and I download the podcast data from, um, from my podcast channel right. and I can look at how often, because it comes with some, it's Podbean that we use, it comes with some stats but not a lot and I can get like times of downloads, what country and so on, so I can do more there. Mm. We also have um, a, an application that sits across the Confluence mm-hmm. data. So I can go in every week and find out how often a particular item has been downloaded, who downloaded it, what geography they're in, yeah, uh, yeah. what role they're doing, yeah. and that allows me, and I can do year-on-year comparison. I can say, okay, October this year, how was that against October last year? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, how, how, how was it across the year? Because there are definite dips and highs in there, and you can, you can watch that. Right, so I, right. I get stats. And I get the stats from YouTube, obviously. Um, I can get stats on, on viewership on there as well. Not down to a personal level, because you know, they can't do that. No, no. But I, I'll, I'll do that every week. So I'll even collate some stats and send them to my boss and let her know, you know what, how we're trending on pod, podcasts, what, was the, uh, what country downloaded the most, um, and that kind of stuff. So just right, do that right. Back. And do you ever use any of that data then to make changes about um, when, you, when you actually put things out? or? Yeah, I'll do. Well, again, I'm governed by by the actual um, material that I get as mm-hmm. what I put out. But I, I definitely use that data to stagger the release of, of stuff that I put out there. I use that data, like that internal comms update that I do every week, because has huge viewership. So mm. that tells me, well, they're, mm. and they're interested because I'm not stood in front in front of a door doing it. I'm going out and about, and I'm making it right. interesting. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. talk about the history of the area, and, and they love. People love that, yep. and they're more able to then do that. So I, I look at that and say, that's gone down really well. We really need to keep this going. That happens every single week we do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got other people around the world doing it for me as well. So, yeah, so that's going out. So I, I will adjust. Like the YouTube um, channel, we had a partner that we, we worked on on YouTube, did a YouTube interview in New York. It's a company called Rocks AI. They, they, they partner with their software. And he's a very lively man who does that and very up for this kind of thing. And we said, I said, right, I'll do this interview. If you can get the views over 1,000, we'll put a prize in for whoever, whoever does that. And yeah, so yeah. in conjunction with our social media side and their social media push, we managed to get it well over the um, target. And learning from that now, and I even provoke a little bit of competition between partners because there was another partner there. And I said, ah, your viewership is like this and like that. Let's see who's going to, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so we get that. They're very competitive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and that helps as well and make it a bit of a game. Thinking again about, about listening numbers, what percentage of your internal audience do actually download and watch or listen? Um, well, there's two stats I go on. One is uh, distinct views. 
Mm. Distinct views meaning what percentage of our company has at some point listened or viewed one of their, um, either, either the spotlights or the internal comms update on that. And we're up to over 93% mm. of the 2,400 people that work at Click um, have watched at some point one of, one of, one of the episodes or one of the things that has gone out, which mm. I'm, I'm quite proud of that actually. Mm. Um, I would say for each of the episodes, on average, we're probably talking about 5% mm. on average mm. um, of the, inter- the internal stuff that we put out there. Mm. So 5%. Mm. So, and, and the conversation we had, I think it was last week, when I was, I thought 5% wasn't any good, but you said, subsequently said, actually, yeah, well, that's not so bad. So well, I feel okay on that. Talking <laughs> to other people, actually, that, that, yeah. no, that isn't bad. This, this is a, an interesting phenomenon with, well, particularly with podcasting, which is the one that I focus on, in that, in that um, no, you don't seem to get massive uptake. Mm. Um, what you do seem to get, and this is just listening to people anecdotally, is those who do listen become very loyal. Yeah. I mean, do you do you ask people? Um, oh yeah, why yeah, all they, the time. Why they listen, or when they um, listen, or why they I, don't when listen? I, when I'm able to to speak to people about it, we recently acquired a um, a company, and I was quite um, I wanted to make sure that you know they were um, they knew about it, and they didn't. They had no idea about right, the updates right, or, right, right. or the spotlight interviews or any like that. So that then gave me a mission to make sure that they they were aware, and I obviously made them aware at the time, yeah. and also that because. The communication went across to those people as well as the um, the rest of the company. But have you ever had any feedback from people who have listened and then or, or, and looked at it and then and rejected it and said, "No, well, I wouldn't." And have they given you their reasons? No podcasts. Yes, I mean, I had a meeting with a, a group at um, at Click, and, and and they he basically turned around and said, "No one listened to podcasts. Why would we do podcasts?" I don't think you know. I, I had that feedback, which surprised me. Mm. Um, because I didn't think because that that isn't the case. I think that was just their point of view. People mm. do. Um, I don't very often get someone turn around to me and say, well, "I listened to it and it wasn't very good," and I'm not listening. And that's a shame. I'd like that mm-hmm. because by by list by getting that feedback, that then allows you to either adjust or or just or to take note of, of that. Um, I, people I, very rarely would turn. I think say that's that, we yeah. uh, certainly. I think we need a lot more of that. Is that when yes. people do listen. What are the things that, that turn them off? Yeah. And, and particularly in terms of content, I'm, I'm very interested in that. And mm. then what is, what is the, the content that, that is really suited to the medium and therefore mm. draws them in? And, and for me, it's always going to be uh, about what you were saying, which is, is the human bit. If you actually feel you're making a connection yeah. with the person, um, then that can be very powerful. And I think, personally, I think, I, I mean, I'm a huge audio f- fan. I think... Mm. Um, I don't think there's anything better than to actually get as close as you possibly can to hmm. to uh, what someone thinks and how they are and 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 them as a personality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be it would be useful if we could get more insights. It, it's, it's a constant battle that mm. side of things. What proportion of people listen on mobile as opposed to desktop or watch on desktop? Oh, I don't have those stats. I'm afraid. No. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm able to get them. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I think on the device in Podbean, I can get that information, but I've not, I've not dug down. Because for podcasting, uh, the answer is overwhelmingly mobile. Yeah. That, I mean, I'm talking about the sort of regular things like, you know, the, the, the ones the BBC might put out or mm. any of the, the NPR ones or all the other famous, more entertainment style ones. Um, and, but I'm, I'm very interested to know, does that work within mm. industry? How can you shift that? Because I do yeah. think that actually... Personally, I, I, it's a theory I have. The more that 
business type podcasts can look like this American Life or yeah, um, yeah. In Our Time or Desert mm. Island Discs or the Peter Crouch podcast or anything yeah, like that, yeah. the greater the chances that people will think, oh, yeah, there's John talking to somebody I'm interested in next mm. to, you know, the, the football podcast. I'll, yeah. just, I'll, I'll give them both a listen. <laughs> that would be great. I'd, yeah. I, I'd like that. I know I can get those because I know you can look at operating system and you can look at um, mobile. That's something I'll, yeah. I'll do. And another thing I, I'm thinking of doing and I've kind of got into it a bit is just doing a bit more comedy. We've got a very a sales director who runs Global Sales. He's right. such a good man. And there is a, um, a show called Between Two Ferns. It's an American show. It's very risque. So if you are easily um, <laughs> easily upset, then oh, don't go along. It's definitely got the little E against yes, the it certainly content. Has. Yeah, yeah. But bringing that comedy into it as well, I think, again, humanizes someone. Yeah, because if they can put a bit, no, I'm not saying make it you know laugh a minute, download it. It's not going to be um, James Corden. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but it, if you can put a bit of comedy in there as well, that humanizes the person. And I'm starting to look into how I can. Not everyone will be up for it. Not everyone will be comfortable to do that. But because um, what I used to do at the end of my interviews was give a fun fact about stuff, and 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 that is. You know, like uh, 99% or 99% of Arctic ice is made out of penguin wee. So that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, and it makes that bit of, And some people would say, actually, they listen right through and then, then wait for the, uh, for the joke at the end. Oh, right. It's, it's yeah. like it's a, bit, a bit like they used to do in, the, in, in this country at, um, was it News at 10? They used to say, and finally. Oh, they would oh have, yes. Yes. Know, and, I mean, it's a very UK centric yeah. <laughs> reference there, but, but it would, it would yeah. be that kind of, that kind of fun, fun fact. Mm. Okay, best episode you've ever done? It's going back to that midair. I, I, I struggle to do this because I do love, uh, and it sounds like a you know, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't bring out one of my children. They're all beautiful. They're all brilliant. But midair for me, and and the reason why was they are a company that we, we have a corporate responsibility program where we will give our software free of charge to charities and and so on. And midair mm. do um, they do relief for. Uh, people like in Syria, refugees, mm. and they were using it in, in our software in conjunction with um, satellite information, GIS, global information, right? Uh, because the um, the refugee camps were moving around all the time, and they needed to make sure where they were, what part of the world they were in, and yeah. follow them, and then supply them with the help they needed, water, medical relief, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And this was. Um, this Medair were giving this, and the conversation with this uh, it, this person made me think, "Wow!" Because I'm in software, we're, I work in a software company, and, yeah. and we sell software, yeah, yeah. and we hopefully you know makes makes people sell more or do more. But, right. But that was a moment when actually that was saving lives. That yeah. software was saving lives, and yeah. the way they were doing that and saying, "We use your software. We can see where they are. We can see what relief we've given them. We can see what relief we need to give them, and we can." deliver it at the right time in the right place mm. and it saves lives and it sounds very worthy i'm not trying to be worthy because no, there's some very funny it, stuff as well in there yeah yeah but the medair one gave me yeah, definitely gave me that good, good yeah feeling. i mean i as i say i listened and watched and yeah. ended up watching both um it doesn't come across as worthy at all no it, it, it really does come across as quite humbling and and, and i mm. get that it reminded me of an episode i did a long time ago where I interviewed somebody who was uh, making a big difference in community medicine in South Washington, D.C., which is yeah. quite a deprived area. And, uh, yeah, I, th I thought that was, that, was mm. a, that was a great one, yeah. Yeah. Okay, other end of the spectrum then, 
Worst one, and what did you learn from it? Ah, well, the the worst one, well, we go back to a subject we've already talked about, and that was um, no names, no pack drill. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But that was someone who just would not get out from from behind that shield, would not talk to me, Mm -hmm. would talk at me, and would answer the question as a, as if I was I don't know just a, a microphone yeah 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 uh, and that was was very difficult yeah, I yeah. came out of there very frustrated was that a senior person then or just somebody... mid 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 side mid side of things uh-huh. so yeah mid management not not senior so yeah, yeah. you actually find sometimes the senior people have learned that humanization and they're able to do it but so but the people on that journey uh, haven't quite got there yet uh-huh. and um, and that that I just walked out thinking I've just been I've been t- spoken to you've been addressed i have been addressed and i've been told everything that is right because they feel they can't do it wrong and um and thank you very much yeah uh but that would that would be the worst one and that will happen again right uh, there, there is no way that you can stop that from happening because if people have got an agenda if people are going to come on with that attitude yeah yeah. No matter how much you try and talk them around, sometimes it can't work. So you just have to choose your battles. Yeah, no, I, I, mm. I think that's probably true. It doesn't it matter how great someone is in an interview, they are going to come up against their bet noir one time or another. And, and who, and who was no the. Um, it. it might have been Melvin. Was it Melvin Bragg and Rod Hull and Emu? Or was that oh, Parkinson? Michael Parkinson. Yeah, and mm. the other one was the. Um, uh, it was the uh, Russell Harty and, yes. uh, and, and uh, Grace Jones. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're always interviews. going to get your nemesis as you say that's always going to happen yeah and both of those interviews again very UK centric and probably what yes. people hadn't seen it wouldn't realise is that the interviewee ended up hitting the interviewer so I have yes. to say <laughs> fortunately, laugh, yes. fortunately that's never happened to me but uh, no 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 I've, I've, not, had, I've not had that either hope that's, it never that, does that's good <laughs> okay how would you like to develop what you, you've done so far then you talked about the comedy bit which sounds very interesting I shall listen yeah. out for that one any other things that you would like to do I would well. I'm actually doing it already. Some of this, so I've started to do um, something within my my community. I, I live in Southsea in in Hampshire, mm-hmm. and in my own time and with my own equipment, I've gone in and started doing um, an update for Southsea. What's going on? Where to go and eat? Nothing to do with click. This is no, all no, personal. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, this yeah. is all all personal. Um, and also interviewing people in my local community and such fascinating subjects about. Um, there, there's a deli nearby where the, the chap who runs it used to be Jamie Oliver's right-hand man. Yeah, there's wow. um, someone who, who makes shoes for Stella McCartney. They're, 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 it, and it's fascinating because these are local businesses. So you go away from that corporate side of things yeah. um, and you're actually going on onto ground that is quite new and unbroken for me mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm speaking to people about a subject maybe I'm, I'm not okay about. Mm. I know my industry, I know my company, but I don't know any of this. Mm. Um, but it still works. And I learn so much. Right, and, and it's right. almost like me giving back to Southsea. Yeah. So that kind of thing I, I, I love doing. And I would like to do it. So developing within Click would be going out to partners, to customers, to people who use the software, um, and, uh, and, and developing even more that human side of things. Right, that, that, right. That's what I, what I want to do. And I'd, I'd love for my podcast to be, you know, thousands and thousands of viewers. I'd love for, I've only got 2,400 people internally I can go to. So I'd like to increase that, but, but that may not be the case. So right. I'd fight the battles. So right. I can, um, the community fight. stuff that you do then, where does that get put, aired? Where, where um, people find I it? get, well, I work in conjunction with, um, a person who runs a magazine called South Sea Folk, and they've got a Podbean site, right. and and they put the podcast out on that. 
the ones that I do, the um, uh, the updates on what's going on in South Sea goes out onto YouTube. Mm, mm. So they're, they're my two, and and it's very very very. You know, I've only just been doing it, so it's only just starting off. But again, I, I enjoy doing it. So right, as long as right. some people watch it, I'll carry on doing it. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah, yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, you know the purpose and, and how effective it is. I mean, what what do you think the future is for for in particular podcasting for internal comms? Um, I think it, I, I think if you're in internal comms, you have to you have to look at all avenues and all ways of disseminating. Don't get downhearted if you find that actually not everyone is listening to it. Also, don't go out and buy a studio and kit it out with all the latest kit and do that huge investment. You can do this kind of thing very simply. All I have is a couple of microphones. A, um, uh, a camera, a digital SLR, or if it's just podcasts, and just a couple of microphones, or I'll speak to people over Windows 10, you know, voice recorder. Mm. And there are a few things you need to do. Make sure that audio is good. Mm. Don't spend thousands of pounds on it. You don't need to. Just, yeah, yeah. just get the content out there. Yeah. Make sure it keeps going. Find all avenues of getting that out there, whatever format works, um, and it, it, you will find you'll get something back. I've been doing it for two years now, and there is feedback, and I'm, I'm no way I'm giving it up. But what I will say is, and I said it once already, you don't need to buy the world. It may be very tempting to go out and get yourself kitted out in a studio mm -hmm. and get stuff, you know, do it that way. You can do it very simply and just get it out there. Get yeah, the content yeah, yeah, yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, relax your thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't think it has to be a hundred percent perfect. No. As long as it's listenable, a caveat on that: it needs to. I would say the audio is very very important. If the if the audio isn't um, listenable, obviously people won't listen to it. Mm. So get some good audio. Set yourself up and do it, and people mm. will download it and mm. will view it. Uh, okay, I, I like what you said there. I think you're mm. absolutely right. You do not have to 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 match the BBC or NPR no, or any no, of these no, people. No, no. Um, but certainly for me, there's a threshold in terms of quality. The great thing is that you can you can get above that threshold uh, relatively cheaply yes. these days. You know, I mean, the, the kit that we're using today um, is in the hundreds, not the thousands. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it would and it's it's absolutely absolutely brilliant. So. No, no, it's, it's very easy to, to get that stuff out there. But just, just relax yourself. Just yeah, listen to feedback if you get it and just relax what you're doing and, 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 it, and it will work, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> if people wanted to sample some of this stuff themselves, where can they find you? Right. Well, they can go to um, click.podbean.com. It's mm -hmm. also available on Apple as well. So you can download it through the Apple um, site if you want to listen to the podcast. Yep. Uh, if you want to watch any of the interviews, just go to just search for Click, and it's Click Q L I K. Yeah. I've got a um, a playlist on the Click main YouTube channel called Click Spotlight, and there's also Click Up Close, which is a partner one as well. Go and have a listen to that, and and if they want to get in touch with me, just get in touch with me. I get either, either use my Hotmail, which is um, John Sands nine 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 at hotmail dot com, or my business um, email, which is John Sands at Click dot com, and I'm happy happy to communicate with people i truly am it, it would be great and that's one thing that i want to do now and which i'm working with you paul is really helping is to get out get out to the wider community see what other people are doing see what else yeah. is going on and yeah. you can always learn yeah brilliant and i'll put all those links in in the show notes as well so people can fantastic connect them well it, it's a classic thing you get two podcasters together and, and, and <laughs> i said before they they yeah. could they could talk 
the XLR connection out of a microphone. <laughs> um, but we are going to have to, to come to a close here. So I just want to say a big, big thank you, John, Pleasure. for coming along Pleasure. and talking on Talking Leaders. Thank you. Thanks again to John. I hope you enjoyed listening to our conversation. If you have any feedback on this episode or any aspect of the show, we'd love to hear it. Seriously, we really would. Because if we know what you like and what you don't like, then we can improve. The Talking Leaders podcast is a Talking Leaders production. We work with leaders who want to get heard, be understood and build trust. For more, visit our website at www.talkingleaders.com. Come